Well, good morning to each of you. As y'all have heard me say at different times, uh, it's a blessing to be in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. And uh, were the Lord to come back, this is exactly where I would want to be, in the Lord's house, to meet him face to face and say, Lord, it is so good to see you. Well, this morning, as I come before you, I am very, very thankful to have had the opportunity to, to minister to you for a period of time. And I thank the Lord for how he has used you in mine and Sue's life. I thank you for many of you who sent cards and flowers to her uh, last fall. Uh, as you well know, I mean, it was just something out of the blue. And so the thing is, though, is that we know that our Lord is sovereign. And we know that our Lord makes no mistakes. And we know that the Lord will take care of his people. And so for myself, I look forward to the day that I'll see him face to face. Well, this morning I would like to call your attention and give you a preview. I've centered this particular thing this morning to God's written word will triumph. And I would like to just give a prelude to what we will be doing in these next few minutes. A young son of, a God, of godly king Josiah by the name of Eliakim was 11 years old when, he, when King Josiah received the news that the book of the law had been found in the temple of the Lord. You may remember some time ago, I used that, that particular facet in this congregation and how, how the Lord was honored uh, by Josiah and by that book of the law having been found. When you think of being found, the, the book of the Lord being found, you think, wow, had it gotten that bad? Yes, it had. And it's about that bad today. It's about that bad today. Eliakim's father, King Josiah of Judah, was very committed to the word of the Lord and greatly supportive of prophet Jeremiah. Four, Fourteen years after the book of the law had been found, King Josiah sadly was killed in battle by the army of Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt. Eliakim's younger brother, Jehoiahaz, then became the king of Judah for only three months and then was escorted away from, into, from Judah to Egypt where he died. Pharaoh Necho of Egypt then made Eliakim the king of Judah while changing Eliakim's name to Jehoiakim. King Jehoiakim then reigned in Judah for 11 years. In time, the Lord prompted Jeremiah to declare God's word regarding the ungodly king Jehoiakim, as recorded in Jeremiah chapter 22, 17. When I think of, when I think of, of uh, Jeremiah, I can only imagine 
how Josiah, how sad Josiah would be to know that his son, King Jehoiakim, was very ungodly. You see, there is nothing new under the sun, is there? It can come into any place and it can bring very much trauma in the kingdom. Of course, this rebuke by Jeremiah did not set well with King Jehoiakim. He had said, but you, Jehoiakim, have eyes and heart only for your dishonest gain. This is Jeremiah. Jeremiah stood up. You are concerned for dishonest gain, for shedding innocent blood, and for practicing oppression and violence. Jeremiah himself knew, he saw what was going on, and he spoke to it. Now this morning, I want to proceed in Jeremiah 36, if you'll turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah 36, and I'm going to walk through this passage, and I will seek to keep it as succinct as I possibly can. And in doing so, I hope that when you walk out of here today, that you will say, you know, the Lord is good. The Lord takes care of his people. And the Lord will deal with those who are trying to destroy the kingdom of God. When young Jeremiah was called by the Lord to be a prophet, he was quick to say to the Lord, I don't know how to speak, for I'm only a youth. But the Lord said to Jeremiah that he need not be afraid of whomever he was called to address, because the Lord would deliver him. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched Jeremiah's mouth. And the Lord said to Jeremiah, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Little did Jeremiah know that the Lord had planned for him to minister for a total of 40 plus years. And over the course of those 40 years, the Lord had also planned to emphasize some 400 times in the book of Jeremiah that he, that is the Lord, was the one who was speaking through Jeremiah. He was speaking through Jeremiah. We need to remember that today is such that the Lord speaks through his covenant people. And we who are ministers, who love the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to always be mindful of the fact that God moves at times in mighty ways through us for the advancement of his kingdom. This morning, one of the things that really comes to my mind is that we need to be reminded that despite opposition to the Lord's holy written word in the Bible, God will see that this word is proclaimed from generation to generation. It will be still here on this earth when our Lord comes back. 
Paul, one of the other things that we need to keep in mind is that we should also be mindful of the fact that down through the ages, many have sought to ignore and destroy God's holy written word. It's as old as the beginning when the fall occurred. And it will be that way till Jesus comes back. And so God comes to us this day and says, stand firm. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Our morning text focuses our attention on those who ignore, ignore and attempt to destroy God's written holy word. I would like for you to have your Bibles open there to Jeremiah 36, and we'll begin there with, with verses 1 through 8. What must the Lord's messengers and servants remember about the Lord's word? The Lord's messengers and servants may experience all kinds of restrictions and dangers as we proclaim God's holy word. We need to remember that. It's not, it's not okay, well, I think I'll just, I, I think, I'll just uh, think about it. No. The Lord's messengers and servants may experience all kinds of restrictions as we proclaim God's holy word. In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Take a scroll and write on it the words that I have spoken you against Israel from the day I spoke to you from the days of Josiah until now. And the Lord said, it may be that the house of Judah will hear of all the disaster that I intend to do to them and that everyone may turn from his evil way that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Then Jeremiah called Baruch, the son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote on a scroll at the dictation of Jeremiah all the words that the Lord had spoken to him. And Jeremiah ordered Baruch, I am banned from going to the house of God. Think about that. I am not welcome in the house of God. Jeremiah ordered Baruch, saying that. He says, so you are to go, and on the day of fasting, in the hearing of all the people of the Lord's house, you shall read the words of the Lord from the scroll that you have written at my dictation. You shall read them also in the hearing of all the men of Judah who come out to the cities. It may be that their plea for mercy will come before the Lord and that everyone will turn from his evil way. For great is the anger and wrath that the Lord has pronounced against this people. And Baruch, the son of Neriah, Neriah did all that Jeremiah the prophet ordered him by reading the scroll, the words of the Lord in the Lord's house. You know, the apostle Paul knew exactly the kind of evil ways. Years later, the Apostle Paul knew about all of these things and the kind of evil ways that were addressed through men like godly Jeremiah. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11 in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul wrote, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do, you, do not be deceived, neither sexual immorality, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will enter, will inherit the kingdom of God. And then listen to this. But, and such were some of you. That's the blessing. When we turn our lives over to the Lord and we say, Lord, I ask your forgiveness. The Lord says, though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be what? As white as snow. We who know the Lord don't have to curl up in a ball and say, boy, I really blew it up the, up the line. We don't have to do that. We thank the Lord that there is mercy and grace. <laughs> he says, and such were some of you because you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. Jeremiah is intent on getting the message out. You and I should be intent on getting the message out. I have, when I pastored in southern Illinois for 15 years in a little town of 500, I may have said this to y'all once before, but I and the Baptist minister decided that we were going to go to the nursing homes on a weekly basis, and that we did for several years. And as, as we did that, we got to know the dear people in the wheelchairs and all of that type of thing. And so what happened was, in time, we got to know their names and all. And there was this dear black lady that, was, uh, that became dear to my heart. And I say, I say black lady because I'm white boy. And, there, and neither one of those is over the other. Fair enough? Hear me out. Neither one is here or here. We're like this. So I, I would always go down, and my friend from the Baptist church, he would go down, we would take times. And Lee, Lee was her name, Lee Bardo. We would talk. She was so crumpled up on, the, on her left side, she could hardly look up at you and and she said to me that day something that has stayed with me through all these years she said she said it just like this and I don't mean this to be crass she said pastor I said what Lee she said don't you ever forget I said what she says Satan is mighty but God is almighty do you know what she knocked a grand slam, right? Knocked it out of the park. I have used that with so many people that I go to grocery stores and everything with. I'll share that with them because I know, I know they need to have that. 
The Lord is in the process of meeting people as and where they are, not as and where they ought to be. Fair enough? So we read then here in Jeremiah 36, verse 19 through 21, the reservation might, the reservation might there be about the proclamation of, of which is going to be of the God's holy word. Some, some would say, yes, but like Jehoiakim, uh, listen, if you, are, if you aren't careful, it may offend somebody. That's big today, is it not? Now, the deal is, is we aren't called to go in with hatchets, right? We are called to be somewhat like Libardo, who had love in her heart for Christ, and just to be able to speak, not in a crass way, but in a loving way. So in the fifth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, in the ninth month, all the people in Jerusalem and all the people who came to the cities of Jerusalem proclaimed a fast before the Lord. Then in the hearing of the people, Baruch read the words of Jeremiah from that scroll that Jeremiah had written, that Jeremiah had, had, uh, had sent to him in the house of the Lord, in the chamber of Gamariah, Gamariah, the son of Shaphan, the secretary, which was in the upper court, at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house. When Micaiah, the son of Gamariah, son of Shaphan, heard all the words, heard all the words of the Lord from the scroll, he went down to the king's house, into the sanctuary, into the secretary's chamber, and all the officials were sitting there. Elishama, the secretary, the liah, the son of Shemaiah, Elnathan, the son of Akbor, Gemariah, the son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, the son of Hananiah, and all the officials. And Micaiah told them all the words that he had heard when Baruch read the scroll in the hearing of the people. Then all the officials of Jehudi, the son of Nethaniah, son of Shelemiah, son of Cushi, to say to Barak, Barak, take in your hand the scroll that you read in the hearing of the people and come. So Baruch, the son of Neriah, took the scroll in his hand and came to them. And they said to him, sit down and read it. So Baruch read, it to Baruch, we must report these things to the king. Then they asked Baruch to tell us, how did you write these words? Was it at his dictation? Baruch answered him, he, that is Jeremiah, dedicated, he dictated all the words to me when I wrote them with ink on the scroll. Then the officials said to Baruch, go hide you and Jeremiah and let one, no one know where you are. You know what happened. Those men said, listen, you better get, you better get some place to go. So they went to the court of the king, having put in the scroll in the chamber of Elishama, the secretary, and they reported all the words to the king. Then the king sent Jehudi to get the scroll, and he took it from the chamber of Elishama, 
the secretary, and Jehudi read it to the king, and all the officials stood by the king. Now is, the un, now is when the ungodly king Jehoiakim was about to flex his muscle. This is Josiah's son. And now he was going to flex his muscle. How does the Lord respond when government officials are opposed to the truth of God's word? Listen, all you have to do is turn on the TV and just watch a little bit and say, where, 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 are, where are the people that really love the word of God and spend time in the word of God? It was the ninth month and the king was sitting in the winter house. And there was a fire burning in the fire pot before him. And Jehudi read three or four columns. As they, as they read three or four columns, the king would cut them off with a knife and throw them into the fire, into the fire pot, until the entire scroll was consumed in the fire that was in the fire pot. Yet neither the king nor any of his servants who heard these words were afraid, nor did they tear their garments. Isn't that something? Let me tell you. The un, many of the ungodly are not afraid at all. You see that? They're not afraid at all. We'll cut you down. But even then, God can make a way where there seems to be no way. He can take some of the most ungodly people and change their hearts. Just always remember that. Even when Elnathan and Deliah and Gomariah urged the kings not to burn the scroll, he would not listen to them. And the king commanded Jeremiah, the king's son, and Sariah, the son of Ezreal, and Shelemiah, the son of Abdil, to seize Baruch, the secretary, and Jeremiah, the prophet. But the Lord hid, hid, hid them. You see, the Lord watches what's going on. And the Lord says, I'm going to protect you. Now, after the king had burned the scroll with the words that Baruch wrote at Jeremiah's dictation, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, take another scroll. I thought, when I, when I see that, it's like the Lord says, okay, let's go to step two, right? Do you realize that the sovereign God, the sovereign God is not going to be put aside? No. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Take another scroll and write on it all the former words that were in the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, the king, had burned. Now, I tell you, if, if I had been uh, Baruch, the one who was writing all that, I'd be thinking, oh, my goodness, we, we got to, you all know what that's about, right? You've worked, you've worked on, uh, say, a, a nice piece of work that you've been listening to. The guy's been, he's been speaking to you, and you've been writing it down, and then it all got burned up. And so the Lord says, let's do this again. 
Take another scroll and write on it all the former words that were in the first scroll which Jehoiakim the king has burned. And concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, you shall say, Thus says the Lord, you, now listen to this, Thus says the Lord, you have burned this scroll, saying, Why have you written in it that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land and will cut off cut off from it man and beast. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim, he shall have no one to sit on the throne of David, and his dead body will be cast out to the heat by day and frost by night. Our God is sovereign. People can spit in his face, so to speak, walk, try over his ways and everything, and the, and the Lord says, no. And I will punish him and his offspring and his servants for their iniquity. I will bring upon them and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem and upon the people of Judah all the disaster that I have promised, pronounced against them, but they would not hear it. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch, the scribe of the son of Neriah, who wrote on it all the dictation of Jeremiah and all the words on the scroll that Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire, and many similar words were added to them. Second Chronicles chapter 36, verse 5, notes this. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God, and against him came up Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And you know what happened? He bound him in chains. He bound Jehoiakim in chains and took him to Babylon. You see, in, down through the ages, and it's not just this era of time, down through the ages, people tend to forget that our God reigns, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The entire book of Jeremiah is also a testimony to the fact that God's word will triumph. Never forget. Never forget and never be ashamed of this. And when you have somebody we don't walk up to people and beat them. We don't walk up to them and beat them over the face with the Bible, right? We don't do that. We aren't to do that. We are to share the good news of Jesus Christ in a loving and Christ-like way, even if they come back at our face. Remember, God's holy word will never return unto him empty, but it will accomplish the Lord's purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which it has been sent. When you pick up your Bible and read it, remember that you are holding in your hand God's holy written word that will triumph. Never forget it. His word will not be void. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this, your word. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we would have ears that are eager to hear your holy word. 
And we pray, Father, that you would now guide and direct us and enable us, Lord, as we go out into communities. Help us, O oh Lord, always be mindful of how you would have us to speak to others in a Christ-like way. Bless now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.